Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. If you guys have been following the podcast for the last few years, you know that I bring on so many guests that focus on different expertises around how we can raise kids in this tech-heavy world. And as of late, I've been focusing a lot on empathy, kindness, and anti-bullying. But we cannot forget how important it is to be safe on social media. So today on this episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys about why we need to be having some of these tough conversations surrounding our devices, surrounding social media, and how it affects our kids. So this is going to be a really informative one. You guys are going to love it. But first, got to pay the bills. All right, everybody, we are back. So today I'm going to be talking about some of the reasons we need to be having these tough conversations at home. So many parents have the attitude of, it's not going to happen to my kid. They see the horror stories of what happened on social media, the cyberbullying. They see the horror stories of the child exploitation, human trafficking, and they think, it's not going to happen to my kid. Uh, Odds are it can, and odds are it will, and odds are it currently is happening to your kid. Um, Anyway, as a school counselor, I attend a lot of professional development conferences, and I've been collecting statistics I've been hearing from different experts, different organizations, Um, and some of these statistics are truly shocking. Um, So I'm going to read some of these off. First, one in five kids ages 3 to 18 have or will have a serious mental illness in their life. Um, 50% of all lifetime cases of mental illness begin by age 14. 37% of all kids with mental illness issues drop out of school. 20% of youth have mental health disorders. Um, 90% of everybody agree that social emotional learning is super important, and yet there's nothing about it in our core curriculum in our schools. And then here's one for you parents. Teens today, when surveyed, indicate that they feel that their love from their parents is dependent on high performance. In an average classroom of of 25 kids, five of them are dealing with trauma. And then 75% of girls and 90% of boys admit, when surveyed, to sharing inappropriate pictures of others or themselves to other people. And the last one, resource officers, top three issues in schools when surveyed, vaping, sexting, and bullying. That's kind of crazy. Um, I spent this last week speaking in Texas, and we were talking to some parent youth groups, um, the PTA, some pe- members of the school board, other people who were there in attendance. They were asking me questions about these statistics. Um, they're like, what do you mean that teens today indicate that they feel that their love from their parents is dependent on high performance? Or what do you mean by like, you know, 37% of all kids with mental health issues drop out. And I'm like, well, I mean, the numbers are pretty cutthroat, straight to the point. A lot of these issues that pop up, the root of the cause is, lies in the smartphone, lies in the device, whether it be from the parents or whether it be from the kids. Now, we talk about how teens feel like their love from their parents is dependent on high performance. That's because of how 
the parents <laughs> behave on social media. You know, when the only reason you post about your kid is if they're behaving well or if they're doing something outstanding. The message you're sending to your kid is, I only fully love you when you behave. When you perform, then I love you all the way because that's when I brag about you. And my Facebook is sacred to me because I'm scrolling on it all the time. And so that stems from our actual social media use. We kind of need to audit ourselves and be like, oh my gosh, am I too much on social media? Am I addicted to my phone? Now, all these other stats have to do with how young kids are facing mental illness right now. A big, big um, the, the correlation is the smartphone devices. Most kids get their smartphone devices in those pre-tween years and by age 14, a lot of kids are totally addicted to their phones. They're on Snapchat, they're on TikTok, they're on Instagram. And there's so many different factors that can just totally demolish their self-esteem, their body image, their overall health. And not, not just because of what they're consuming, which is never good. You know, a lot of times kids are following so many different accounts that make them feel worthless online that they feel worse about themselves. But additionally, they're spending so much time scrolling that they lose sleep, then they feel worse, then they have headaches, then they look at their phone more, then they get a bigger headache, and then they don't sleep at night because they're scrolling, and it just goes downhill from there. So, you know, parents ask, how can we turn this train around? Well, we need to be having discussions with our kids. We need to be having discussions with our kids about some of these tough topics so that they don't get brought down by the content that they see online. We need to be talking about suicide and pornography and sex. Those need to be commonplace words in your home so that when kids have questions, they know they can talk to mom and dad about it because you talk about it often at home. If you don't intentionally teach your kids about these issues at home, where are they going to turn to learn about them when they're curious? They're going to turn to their smartphone. They're going to turn to Google, to Instagram, to flipping TikTok. You wouldn't believe the amount of kids that I know that talk about, oh yeah, I learned about blowjobs on TikTok. Holy smokes, like parents, we need to be having these discussions with our kids. You don't want the internet teaching your kid about these things. You want to teach your kid about these things. If you're not intentional with what you teach your kid, the internet will teach it for you. And I promise it's not going to be good. The other things that we need to be sure we're doing is setting boundaries with our technology in our home. Now, I'll admit not every single family is going to have the same values when it comes to technology. You guys aren't going to have the same rules. What you should do is meet as a family and decide what your values are, and decide what you do and don't like about social media, what you do and don't like about your phones, and then as a family, make a plan of how you are going to use your technology. This is going to be a plan that everybody in the house uses, especially you, mom and dad, so that the kids see you living by example, and then moving forward appropriately. Um, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that struggle with this, because the mom and dad ask kids to behave one way on social media, but then act another way. Now, some basic, basic rule of thumb, rules of thumb, there we go, when it comes to social media, um, that if you're not sure what to do, you can start with these. First, if your kid has a smartphone, that smartphone never steps foot in your kid's bedroom. 
It charges somewhere else. It lives somewhere else. It is never in your kid's bedroom. Because whenever, whenever kids have alone time with a smartphone online, that is the perfect opportunity for predators, for cyber bullies, for people to influence them in the worst ways possible. I don't know if you guys are noticing with my voice. Um, I have a cold because I've been traveling so much and airports are petri dishes of germs. So if I sound stuffy, please forgive me. Um, Anyway, so yeah, number one rule, the phone does not live in the bedroom. Number two rule, the phone has a bedtime and so does the Wi-Fi. Meaning, excuse me, (laughs) meaning that you put the phone to bed like the kid has a bedtime and the phone has a bedtime. The Wi-Fi has a bedtime. The phone bedtime should be before your kid's bedtime because experts say that when you're looking um, to go to bed, right? Like, you know, we want to go to bed at like 10 o'clock. That means you should stop looking at your phone at like 9 o'clock. So if you set a curfew for your kid at like 11 o'clock, that means that the phone should also turn off at 11 o'clock before they start getting ready for bed. So that their brainwaves aren't all screwed up and they're wired to be wide awake before when they're trying to get to bed. So no phone in the kid's room. The phone has a bedtime. The Wi-Fi has a bedtime. And then parents, you need to have the passwords to everything. Okay? Everything. You need the passwords for everything. Because you need to see what's going on with your kid what they're participating in in social media, what kind of conversations are they engaged in, what people follow them, who do they follow. And if your kid is on a social media platform, you need to be on that social media platform. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because if you're not on that platform and you don't know what's going on on that platform, it is so much easier for stuff to fall between the cracks. And you don't want that. I promise you, you do not want that. So have the passwords to everything, be on everything that your kid is on. And then at night when your kid's asleep and the phone is charging in the kitchen, that's your time to go and look through the phone. Easy peasy. Your kid doesn't feel like you're stalking them all the time because their their phone, A, is not their phone, it's your phone, and you get to look at it whenever you want. Um, and those are some good rules of thumb, some good basic ground rules, and then you guys can set individual boundaries. Um, But again, I cannot stress enough the importance of just talking about this stuff with your kids, talking about pornography, talking about bullying, talking about online sexual predators. And then you need to be able to be calm if and when they come to you saying, I'm sorry, I messed up. I talked to someone online. I'm scared. I'm sorry. I messed up. I looked at pornography. I'm sorry. I messed up. I had sex with my girlfriend. They're not going to tell you if they think that you're going to lose your crap on them. They're not going to tell you if the, if they know you're just going to yell and scream and get mad. They are going to tell you if your past behavior has suggested that you can handle it. I mean, they all have a radar. They all tell us little stuff, and then judging by our reaction to that, they'll say, okay, I, they cannot handle the big stuff if this is how they handle the little stuff. If you can tell you're going to be, you're going to have a temper about certain things. Let's say they tell you something and you can feel your blood boiling. Oh my gosh, how dare he? You can calmly, I am upset by this news, but I still love you. I'm going to need to take a second to cool down before we can talk about this. That way they're not like, oh my gosh, mom hates me. Oh my gosh, dad hates me. 
And when your kids come to you talking to you about something that they're nervous about, they already feel bad. They already feel like crap. They don't need a guilt trip. They need your love. The very first thing that comes out of your mouth when your kid comes to you wanting to talk about something, maybe they looked at pornography. Maybe they cheated at school. Who knows? But when they come to you, the very first thing out of your mouth should be, I love you, and I'm sorry this happened to you, and we're going to work through it together because I love you. Always express love first. Always, always, always. So talk to your kids, everybody. Talk to your kids about the hard things. And if you need help talking about those things, that's why I'm here. (laughs) That's literally why I'm here. That's why I go to schools. That's why I speak so that I can help families learn how to talk to each other. Kids talk to parents. Parents talk to kids about these tough subjects. Um, So if you want to get me into your school, you can email me at bullies.speaker at gmail.com. You can DM me as well, bulliesbe.gone. Go and follow me on social media. Go email me, whatever it needs to be. Get me in your school so we can help more kids, not just against bullying, but against depression, anxiety, suicidality, the epidemic going on right now on social media where kids are being taken advantage of and their self-image is being destroyed by the comparison and all the self-loathing because of what they see on social media, it needs to stop. And I'm working so hard to make that happen. So to get me into your school, email me, DM me, see what you can do. And in the meantime, always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug and tell them that you love them. We'll see you on the next one.